0: Welcome back to Podcast Recovery, everyone. We are your hosts, David O.
1: And Eric V.
0: Today, we are joined uh, by a avid, loyal listener, which I'm super Woo! happy about, Brittany. <laughs> How are you doing, Brittany? I'm right on, man. I'm living the dream. Awesome. Uh, where are you from, Brittany? I am from, well,
2: I was born in Bellflower, California, but I've been living in New York uh, I just moved away from New York in twenty seventeen, and currently I am back in California.
0: Red, awesome! And when were you first introduced to recovery?
2: Um, I was first introduced to recovery in twenty
0: seventeen. Mm-hmm. All right. And how long have you been clean? Yep. I've been
2: clean
0: for six months. Fantastic! Nice. That's awesome. All right. Well, with all yeah, that, with a all solid that, number, I think. Yeah. Hey, hey, we all we've all been there. And with all that out of the way, we're going to turn it over to you to share your story with us. So take it away.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah. First of all, I just want to say you guys are, uh, you guys are the best podcast I've ever listened to. Honestly, next to NPR. So thank you for that. Thank you for existing. Um, thank you. Woo. I, I, I
1: like being next to yeah. NPR. That's, I mean, that's, Yeah. that's the, that's like such a compliment It's yeah. like, you're, you're the best thing Seriously. next to NPR. Like, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't even need Terry Gross anymore, honestly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I guess, I guess the the one thing I I wanted to talk to you guys about more importantly, like it, I didn't really want to. I listen to a lot of other people, and the best part about I like about your show is it's not a chair. You know, people don't just talk about oh, I was young and then I felt different. I always felt weird, and then I drank, and then I lost everything. it's kind of like, it's kind of like the thought process and the pattern Mm
3: -hmm. behind
2: being an addict or or an alcoholic, which I know that you guys are very familiar with. So, I mean, I I normally like to just start off with the question. People ask me, you know, tell me about stuff. And I guess the only way I can start my story is by, by the first question that was ever asked to me, which is what was the question that drugs were the answer. Mm. And, um, yeah. Bottom line, bottom line, and I, and I, I heard this on your show. A guy said he was addicted to more and mm-hmm. I could totally relate to that. All I've ever wanted. And it's really sad to say in retrospect, all I've ever wanted was to just feel better, Yeah, you know? Hell yeah. And, and just feel fucking better. And the best part for, for me, um, about drugs back in the day, yeah, I've been using since I was, uh, 18 years old and the, and I realized I didn't, I didn't like my reality, mm-hmm. so with drugs, with drugs, um, I got to change my perception of my reality. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, as opposed to feeling like shit because you know you're you're a fucking loser living at home, like working at fucking Starbucks and you know dating a married man, you're like this fucking sucks. But then if, you know if you pop a Percocet, you're like, wait, I'm a fucking rock star. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on.
3: <laughs>
2: Hold on. You know what I mean? And uh, so, so me, me, I was an addict before I in. you know, and, and just a, to a brief background of my story. Like my mom, my mom's been smoking crack since crack was the shit, you know what I mean? In the eighties. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents knew that. And they said, you know, listen, you go find your life, you go find yourself and we'll take care of Brittany. And she was like, all right, that sounds great. You know? And I never saw her ever again after that. Mm. And my grandparents, my grandfather's a psychologist and my mom's a teacher. So, um, that pretty much means we, we don't talk about our problems. We talk about other people's problems, you know? And, uh, but the one thing they wanted to do is just give me everything I've ever wanted because they knew had I stayed where I was at, I would have had nothing. Mm. And so they spoiled me fucking rotten. Right. Damn it. And, and so I never worked for anything. I never worked for anything, you know. I, I really, it wasn't a question of, you know, how I was going to get something. It was like, when? When are we, when are we going to Toys R Us? Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Which doesn't and, uh, even exist anymore. Kids will never know. know Jeffrey Giraffe, and it makes They'll me sad. Know. It makes me sad.
2: Eric, Eric, what's a landline? Does anybody know anymore?
0: A landline? It's it, it, uh um. I don't know. That's I don't, such an arcade. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, and Eric's such a technological wizard that Yeah, I, he probably never he probably never deigned to touch a rotary phone in his life. Those are decorations, right? But, yes, those are decorations yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it's like a rusted uh, wagon wheel in your front yard. Yeah. 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 It's pretty much the same. Dude, thing.
2: it dude, it's just it's just theater now. That's just a prop, bro. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, well, so, like, I really, you know, I was one of those kids that I I never really finished anything I started, but that was okay because I was always on to the next thing. You know, I always wanted something new. I got everything I wanted. I loved the smell of new shit. Like, I'd go to stores and just, I would just get anything I wanted. Yeah. And it would never be enough. It would never be enough. You know, um, I would watch movies, and there were certain movies I had to eat certain foods with, and there were times when I would drink a whole thing is squeeze it. And then I'm wondering why I got a fist all day. Like mm-hmm. it, it was already happening. It was already happening. Yeah. And I just hadn't put it in yet. You know, yep. in my teen years, in my teen years, man, I got this euphoric recall when it came to boys, you know, like there were boys that I would just, my, it felt like it. you know, that feeling that you get when you're on an elevator and just before the elevator stops, it's like that little up down thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually. Can I, can I pause you real quick? As I've gotten older, yeah. I've started getting way more vertigo from elevators. Is that weird? Um, yeah, I. I... <laughs> but like roller coasters, totally fine. But elevators, like, fuck me up for like a good five minutes. Take the stairs.
2: Yeah, you're gonna need some. You're gonna need some Dramamine, my friend.
0: Oh God, like it's weird. Like I feel like I'm like like on an ocean. Went for like five minutes after I get off.
2: But I'm totally fine on a
0: boat.
1: That doesn't really make much sense, man.
0: No, it doesn't. Roller coasters, totally fine. Boats, totally fine. Elevators, totally fucked. Weird. Okay, go on. So yes, the the feeling well, that, I, of an elevator.
2: That was, yeah, I was I was really addicted to that, man. I the common denominator between all these things that I'm talking about is I got a rush from these things, and I always wanted. More of those things, right? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, uh, I occasionally in my 20s, I started using Vicodin. I had had a dentist appointment, and this was back in like 2000 and like, I don't know, fucking uh, five. I had a dentist appointment. They gave me Vicodin. Um, there was extra Vicodin left after I was done with the antibiotic. Mm-hmm. And I remembered, the first time I did Vicodin, you know, I had an apartment. I was sleeping on a floor. It was, it was very punk rock, if I do say so myself. Nice. And um, I remember that Vicodin made me feel so fucking safe. Mm. So fucking safe. Like, it was like, it, was like a, it was like sleeping on, like, a cloud. You know, I could mm-hmm. sleep on it. There was no weird hangover. It was, it was amazing, and I chased that. And I chased that in college, and then finally I, I graduated to cocaine, and I always told myself, you know, my mom smokes crack. I'll never do cocaine. And you the really went opposite it, end of the like, spectrum
0: there. I went from Viking to yeah, cocaine.
2: I, I, mean, I, I mean, hey, I, 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 I'm not prejudiced, man. I hear I don't you. I do discriminate. It's, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not discriminating
0: chance. either. That's just a hell of a gear
2: shift. I was open-minded. I was open-minded. You yeah. know, I, I turned to my friend this this gay guy I was with at the time, we were driving in his white Mercedes in Los Angeles. I said, what am I going to feel like? And he was like, bitch, you're going to feel like Lindsay Lohan. I was like, sign me up.
0: <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Sign me
2: up, you know? But I did like that it in a Coke, that's like, that's, in like, a Mercedes.
0: that's like going from reverse to like fifth gear instantly. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> so you, 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 you know what I mean? You, you break a brain transmission that way. <laughs>
2: you know uh there's an author her name is elizabeth wortzel she's dead now she's a really great author um she talks a lot about her addiction she did that movie prozac nation
0: Mm i don't know if you've heard that yep
2: so she has this book called more now and again and she describes the feeling what it's like when you do cocaine and she says it's a feeling it's a feeling that you feel it feels like it feels like you're tightening time it feels like you're aware of everything and you know what's going on anywhere and everywhere. And you don't have to worry because you know what's going on. It's tightening, it's tightening time. And that's, that's pretty much what cocaine did for me. Yep. Um, I went to New York after college. I got a scholarship. I got a scholarship to a film school. I was trying to be an actor, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, a working actor. I was an actor. I was trying to be a working actor. Yeah. And, uh, that's when I realized that New York doesn't sleep. Yeah. New York. Is not like my small town in California where, you know, you got to call this dealer named Mike who says he's going to be there in 25 minutes, but really he's going to be there in an hour. Cause he's got to re up and drop his kid off at ballet class. Like uh, it, it was, New York showed me that I could get whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted, as long as I had what everybody wanted, mm. which was cash. And mm-hmm. I was making a lot of cash I was working at uh, Red Lobster. I don't know if you like. I don't know if you heard of that place. (laughs) Yes,
0: another ancient uh, (laughs) reference.
2: (laughs) It's uh, they call it the McDonald's of seafood. Um,
0: Ooh. That's a good one. It's very that's, good. That's that's very accurate
3: too. I don't know.
1: Maybe Long John Silver's. Long John, like,
3: actually, Long John
1: Silver's is the McDonald's. Yes. Um,
0: and let's not oh yeah. let, let's let's acknowledge that there's a whole population of people keeping Long John Silver's in business.
1: I don't know how the fuck that's happening.
0: Who like, the fuck like, are those people?
1: Who's eating microwaved fish? Like, just I don't think know. about that real quick. Is someone just microwaved or deep fried some fish for like thirty seconds? Dude. Yeah. And now you're eating it. Yeah.
0: Long John's, I can't, I can't, I don't even. Have I eaten it at Long John Silver's? The only one I
1: know of is out in like Western Maryland. No,
0: there's one in the Lansdowne, dude.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I don't go land. like. Uh, no, okay. you don't. No, yeah. fuck no. I'm saying like, out in Western Maryland, there's one in LaValle. Like, Why? I don't know, but Why every are they time I, I don't know how they're still there. No, it's been years. Who goes there?
0: But, All right, we yeah. we digress. We digress from uh, the McDonald's of seafood.
2: Oh man. Oh man, you guys are so fun. Um, yeah, and and I was I was pulling like this was for years when I worked in New York. I only worked as a server or a bartender. I was I was making seven hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. You know, I could make my rent in one day, and that I never made money like that before. You know, I, I matter of fact, I I never paid for shit before. That was my parents. That was my grandparents. You know, yeah. so when I had all this money, you know, um, I I realized, hey man the dealers work in the restaurants. They're the cooks. Yep. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and so the money just funnels right back into the kitchen. And it got to the point where I was doing like so many pills a day. You know, I met a guy there. Um, he wound up being my boyfriend for eight years. He was an addict as well. Um, he left his wife for me. And that's something oh. that nobody hears about anymore. But he did it. He did it for me. And uh, he pretty much taught me how to be an adult and he taught me how to be um a better addict meaning you don't get sick and you always make sure that you don't run out and the number one thing that we get really good at as addicts is we don't stop
3: yeah
2: we don't stop ever mm-hmm. you know we're going to commit to this and you know it, it got really it we i moved in with him and he's a musician he's, he's, a, he's a great musician um we moved in and uh I, we eventually got clean in 2013, but the thing is, I didn't know what recovery was. No Mm -hmm. one ever talked to me about recovery. I thought that, I thought that people just like put drugs and alcohol down and they fucking put their pants on and they went to work. You know, nobody, I I didn't know about recovery at all. No Mm -hmm. one said anything about that. My grandpa, he didn't say anything and he's a recovering alcoholic. Um, Hmm. I just thought you quit and you, and you just do what you got to do. And so I was clean. I was dry, I guess, from 2013 to 2016. And here's the fun part. So, 2016, throughout that duration of time, I started doing things um, that was very addict behavior,
3: mm-hmm. but I
2: didn't know that. The first thing I started doing in 2013 when I got clean is shit. I, I signed up for a shit ton of credit cards and I got a whole bunch of eBay, Amazon accounts. Ooh. You know what I mean? I'm like, shit. I'm going to buy shit. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. want shit. I want a lot of it. Yep. I started I started buying shit, and that was fine. You know, I, I was able to make that happen. Yeah. And then after a while, after a while, after I kept buying shit, I would buy so much shit, Eric and Dave, that I, I wouldn't even remember what the fuck I got myself. Shit, boxes would show up, and I'd be like, what is this? Furry <laughs> handcuffs? That's like Christmas every when, day. When did I? I don't know. I don't know, you know. And, hold and on. Just, hold the phone. Did then, you say uh, fuzzy
0: handcuffs? She did. She did say fuzzy handcuffs. I did. Handcuffs, or furry handcuffs,
1: yeah. I did.
2: Okay. I did.
0: I, I just had to... Had, edible. Edible panties? Is that edible where you're panties, going? Yeah.
2: That's where I'm going. That's, that's where I'm those going. Those have got to be left.
0: disgusting. Those have got to
3: t- just taste
0: <laughs> repugnant. I mean, it's even messy. even it's pre-use.
3: What pre-use. Is, like, what if
0: they were made by, like, Harborough? <laughs> then we're talking something you know what i now mean we're talk- if they're like fruit by the foot hey that's a great penis joke but oh way. shit that's hilarious that is pretty oh, good that is hilarious oh <laughs> that i just accidentally did that but if it was you made by like control. fruit by the foot or or something like that it might be decent you
3: control
0: oh yeah out of we're-, control. We're-, we're-, we're fucking nuts you're you're, you're in you're in good company okay anyway back to uh <laughs> buying random shit
2: <laughs> buying random shit right and uh so let me tell you, I started to come, right? And this is the itch that I've had all my life, which is the reason why I haven't been able to sustain any relationships. Mm. Um, I kind of started getting lonely in my relationship, and I was really upset because it started happening year three, and I, and I felt myself losing it, losing the feeling that I had for him, and I was really upset because I didn't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd done so much for me and, and been there for me and just in my entire world. You know, I, I didn't know who I was without him. Mm-hmm. And eventually I started flirting with people at work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then eventually I started, you know, meeting people after work. And then eventually my friend one day, she was like, Girl, you need to download OKCupid or Tinder. And I was like, Perfect idea. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm. And I thought I thought, I'll just, I'll just browse and see if there's anybody worth uh, putting on pants for, you know what I mean? I'll just, I'll just see what I can do. Nice. And eventually, um, I met somebody and, um, we hung out and then eventually I found myself totally having sex with this person, <clears throat> which was everything I was scared of. But the thing that scared me more is after, when I was done having sex with this person, I didn't feel guilty about it. Ooh. I felt nothing. Yeah. I actually justified it in my mind, like, dude, this is—I know it's fucked up—and I have loyalty for my boyfriend, but this is something that I have to do because this is a need that I have. So it was kind of like mm. taking insulin, like I—I I, that was justified, you know what I mean? And yep. and I kept doing it. I was I was cheating forever, you know. But then after that, after the guys would realize that I'm clean and sober, these all these normy guys were like, dude, I don't know if I could handle your lifestyle, like. You don't understand. I don't, I don't know if you do, but guys, when they would find out wasn't drinking or using drugs, especially not drinking with them at bars, um, they would feel really betrayed and bewildered at the same time.
3: Hmm.
2: You know, they they yeah. would feel offended. Like, I'm drinking and this you've been drinking a Sprite the whole time? Yeah. You know, like, I would even have to tell the bartenders, like, hey, if this guy orders me another drink, just make it a Sprite. Don't tell him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just do it. Yep. So the bartenders knew it. They knew. They were in on it. Um You know what I really always wanted to do? I just wanted to go to a bar and just order a glass of milk and like clockwork orange it. Oh my you know? god,
0: that is badass. Yes. Well,
1: isn't that Except for there's <laughs> drugs in that milk. Well, but wasn't that also a milk bar?
0: <laughs> yes, right? it was a milk bar. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, that's what it is. In 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 uh uh clockwork orange. It's yeah. a milk bar. And it, it, there were drugs in it. It was Moloko Velocet Is what it was called. And there what? were there were drugs in the milk. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. Oh my god. I just rocked your world or, didn't or I? I, can, I never heard that. You can always
1: go Jeff Bridges, you know, and
0: go
2: White yeah. Russian, Yeah. right?
0: Oh yeah. Man. Right. There's a fucking beverage here, man. No, but
2: I really just want to I just want to tell him that it's milk and it's 2%. Yeah.
0: That <laughs> would that would definitely throw a guy off.
2: I just, want to, I just want to get weird. Is that okay? You I think that's fucking cool. yeah.
0: right.
1: I think there's some really good, like, like, ditch. Like, there's a lot of lines you could go off of depending on the percentage of milk you get. You know, like, I'm like 2% <laughs> into this conversation. Oh, wow. Or, yeah. like, hey, I think you're the whole package. Can I get some whole milk yeah. over here?
0: It's like, I know it's 2% milk, but what's the other 98%?
1: Yeah, just be real weird. <laughs> yeah. Like staring into each other's eyes I Kinda like yeah. what we're doing right yeah here.
0: what we're doing right now I hate two things <laughs> liars right liars and skim milk I hate them because it's just water that's lying about being milk
2: <laughs> I wish I was there I wish I was there drinking out of the coffee mug that yes. you guys have on the shelf somewhere you oh, know
0: don't, I usually have a coffee mug with me I'm, I'm fucking failing tonight I don't drink coffee after five
1: that'd be
2: dope you're a fucking tool okay yeah I'm old I'd probably be, I'd definitely be hitting on one of your interns just before the show. Not gonna lie to you.
0: We have interns? Well, all of our interns are cats. I don't know. So unless you're, okay, um, they are unless cats. we're crossing that bridge. Like, let's not do that. We are crossing
1: that bridge. The cats are becoming human. You know, yeah,
0: they're becoming like, what's it? What what is that? Anthropomorphic? You're anthropomorphizing your cats? Yeah, yeah man. I mean, you did give them human names like Elliot, you fucking weirdo. Oh, hey, Elliot, what's up? Hey, I now have a cat in my face. Okay, so where were I've we have digressed so far? Um, yeah,
1: the like uh,
0: boyfriend. The boyfriend, okay. yes. You were cheating on the boyfriend, the boyfriend. The, and and then the guys. And you, and you were gonna order milk at the bar, yes.
2: Started getting weird trying to date normies, yeah. Because um, I was already living with an addict, so I I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it was the relationship was getting so stagnant. Like I, he and I were both really scared of success. Looking at looking back in retrospect, like um, I had an opportunity to audition for SNL, and I didn't take it what? because I thought, yeah, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to take it because because if I go on SNL no one's gonna take me seriously as an actor and it's gonna take me forever to get uh, fucking like notable parts you know serious roles that's what i fucking told myself when really i was just fucking scared and i felt like i wasn't funny enough yeah. you know what i mean so i backed out and then and then one day i was i was bartending and some guy came in he worked for uh, sony sony records i said hey man i know this musician he's fucking great guys like here's my card uh, we can get an interview with him I told my boyfriend that And my boyfriend freaked the fuck out Like he had worked so hard on music And I gave him an opportunity And he just like I don't know what he did with the car He just got scared And his justification was "No, if I go to this record label They're gonna make me sing songs that they write And then I'm never gonna be a real musician mm. You know what I mean? Yeah And that's how we hid That's how we hid Mm-hmm. And then, and then, eventually, and this is this isn't attractive at all. Um, after all the men were gone, <clears throat> I started eating. Um, I started eating so much. I would go to Thirty One Flavors and buy an ice cream cake, and they would ask me, "Hey, what's the occasion?" And I'd be like, "My fucking couch."
0: Yeah, it's hey, I'm fucking eat Tuesday. Myself, alone. Mind your business, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: always their name, right? It's Evelyn. always name. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I blew, I blew up, I blew up, nothing fit, you know, I was really depressed about that, so then I discovered d and I don't know if you know that, but that's the new non-habit-forming sleeping aid from the makers of NyQuil.
0: that was a great ad that? That, was that was a great that was a ad a good placement. yeah, yeah. That,
2: that was a good little advert
1: you know just like little product promotion i like yeah. it did you say advert yeah
0: <laughs> take a lap you fucking tool
2: bag. you know Get out so you. I, I just started sleeping i just started sleeping and then and this is where we bring it back to where it all began it was time for me to go to the dentist i had a Ooh. dentist appointment coming up and i love the dentist I love the dentist, the dentist because you get you get party favors normally. And mm-hmm. but see, I remembered this being dry for four years. I remembered this. I said, "Damn, should I tell the dentist that I'm an addict and mm-hmm. that I probably shouldn't get prescribed anything?"
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, uh, then this other voice inside—we'll just call her Tiffany. She said, "No, man, like uh, uh, that's not your call to make. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna pray to God, okay, and we're gonna edit." And you know what? If if God thinks that we should have Vicodin after this appointment, we're not going to stop him. That's His will, right?
3: Wow. But but if God oh, doesn't
2: give us, I know that's that's fucking sick, right? But then I said, if God doesn't give me Vicodin, then I'm not going to I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm not going to ask for it.
0: All right. Right. Seems reasonable. Sort of.
2: So what do you think <laughs> de- what? I, I so like- what do you think the turnout was for that one?
0: I, I'm, I think I'm god voting, i'm voting vicodin on that one well
2: i think god was
1: god put vicodin in your path and yeah ye take upon vicodin and pop it in the mouth
0: in ye mouth also are you sure are you sure your god isn't amy winehouse just saying
2: oh what hey man too soon
0: yeah, oh yeah too, too soon. soon
2: yeah Come on, man. Well, she was a fellow. I was
0: just giving an homage to like she was a fellow addict like her, and it was it was a tragic loss. That was bad. Poor form on me. Rest in peace, Amy Winehouse. Don't try to make yourself.
2: Don't make yourself feel better now. Okay. Pacify me.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. So God gives you Vicodin, and ye taketh.
2: So you get. You're right. You're right. Gave he gave me the Vicodin, and. uh it felt like Christmas on 34th street. Um, Mm. I, I consumed it very quickly, very Mm. quickly. And so did my boyfriend. And then eventually I was running low on the Vicodin and I thought, shit, you know, like, what am I going to do? Like, uh, what if my teeth hurt after all this Vicodin, you know, and I I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta stock up, you know? So I called my mom, I said, Hey mom, you know, I, I just want you to know, I want to say my mom, I mean my grandma. I said, Mom, I just want you to know I've not, re- I haven't relapsed, right? But I do gotta go out in the street and get some Vicodin because um, my teeth might hurt, and if they don't have Vicodin, I'm probably just gonna get some Oxy. Mm. And she was like, "Do what you gotta do." Wow, because my grandma's a normie, right? Yep, my grandma's a normie. Mm-hmm. She goes, "Well, you know," and I and and I know we're not from Wisconsin, but every time I do my grandma's voice, I just make her from Wisconsin. She's like, "You just." You just go out there and get what you need.
0: Honey, don't you, you know? know, you just gotta, you gotta make sure your <laughs> teeth don't hurt. Okay? Okay. <laughs> if you need some oxies, you, de- you do some oxys, babe. You go get them. Get them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, I, I got them. And, uh, and then things started getting really shitty. You know, I started hanging out with my neighbors, Joey and Johnny. You know, oh yeah, um, they sound like I fucking knew that they were always Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking fucking Italians. You know, they—I mean, you know—they were my buds. You know, and uh, oh, yeah. they are my neighbors. And I never knew what they were doing, but I knew that they were always doing something. And um, mm-hmm. eventually, I went up to them and I said, "Hey, man, I'm like I—I can't afford oxy's anymore. It's thirty dollars a pill. I, I, the two thousand dollars in my savings account is pretty much gone. Like, is there anything? Can you guys help me out? Because I'm on the run now." And and they're like, hey, listen, we don't have pills, but we have something that might make you feel better. And let me tell you something, David and Eric. Hmm. In my heart of hearts, I knew that this, whatever this was that they were going to give me was going to fucking rock my fucking world. Yeah. And I knew that this probably was going to be the worst thing I've ever done in my life. But I fucking said yes anyway. I said, fucking take my money and go get it. And it turns out when they brought it back, I didn't know what the shit was, um, but it turns out it was fentanyl. Mm. Jesus. Right. Right. I didn't know. If, I didn't even know. I, I never knew about fentanyl. You know, I yeah. I never knew. And uh, and um, <clears throat> I don't know It, you know, in California, they have fentanyl patches. Yeah. And in New York, I, I didn't know. I didn't know about fentanyl patches. It comes. It came in a whack bag and it was like half it was like half of a Splenda half of a half of a Splenda packet you could snort it you could shoot it Oof. uh it didn't matter it,
3: Oof.
2: it didn't matter and and they said hey man don't do all this in one sitting just do half not even half the bag because you'll die mm-hmm. eventually it got to the point where I was doing my boyfriend and I were doing 10 bags a day mm-hmm.
3: Jesus 10 bags
2: a day I, 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 doctors ask me how I am even here and I'm like, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't fucking know because when I get in my addiction, the last thing I want to do is just fucking die. You know, it's really, I'm, I'm good. I don't give a fuck. I don't need anything. I don't care. I just, I just want to, I just want to go off into oblivion. You know, I, I just want to be fatally cool, you know? And, uh, Mm. I lost everything. I lost my job. I lost my apartment. I lost my relationship. Uh, my boyfriend's mom put me on a train from Virginia, from New York to Virginia to California. Wait, you took and a train? That was the worst train
1: ride ever. You took a train across the country? Um, I did. Oh, I had
0: to. man. Yeah, but she was ill. They put, me on, that was probably they put horrible. me on a train.
2: They put me on a train. Yeah, it, well, it was the only way I could move because um, the fentanyl, uh, the fentanyl started shutting down my... Um, my respiratory system. So the doctor said my brain was shutting down my respiratory system. And whenever I sat down, my nose would close, which freaked me out because I couldn't, I'd have to breathe through my mouth. And then eventually my mouth would get dry. Like I'd have panic attacks. My feet were filled with water. I was 80 pounds. Um, It was, it was really sad. Like I scared a lot of people. And so when I got on that train, I eventually had to get off that train because I was starting to get sick. Mm -hmm. And, and I got off in Denver. And Denver's great. I don't know if you guys have been to Denver, but it's, it, yeah. you know, these people are so nice. It's like Canada. Yeah. You know, it's like, can't no, no black people at all, by the way. But I was, so I was the only one, but, uh, I got to Denver and I'm, and just so you guys know, I'm not really, uh, I don't have a cool Like I, I have two strikes and I've been to prison and like, I, I'm down in the streets and I have a hustle. Like yeah. people ask me how I provided money for drugs. I'm like, dude, I went to work. Yeah. <laughs> you all know, right. like I don't, and so, so when I got to Denver, I walked up to these homeless people, you know, and I was like, hey, does uh, anybody know where I can get some drugs? You know? Yeah. And everyone's like, you're a fucking cop. Fuck off. <laughs> people think I'm a cop all the time. It's ridiculous. I don't know how. I don't get it. But I, I, I met a couple, and they got me. I said, hey, I'm looking for some dope, you know? And they were like, cool, we got you. They come back. They come back with meth. Turns out everybody everywhere – Dope is code for any drug That anyone's doing anywhere I didn't know that Yeah I was like You guys I was looking for heroin Like what is this And it's fucking meth
1: yeah but I think maybe that's like an east coast thing like yeah dope and dope, dope is, on the east coast is that's heroin yeah that's heroin like I don't think of dope as anything but heroin
0: no but like my parents right. like when I got I would get caught smoking weed they'd be like oh you're smoking dope right I'm like I'm not smoking Dude, dope I'm, I'm smoking not pot. this isn't
1: black oh, yeah. tar like you pot, see this like <laughs> you can call
0: potter weed and I'm like yeah okay cool like but you're calling it dope because back in the 60s dope was smoking dope was fucking yeah. weed that's Nixon's thing, yeah. Yeah. You yep. damn dirty dub smokers. That was a decent impression. Of Nixon, that wasn't right? bad, right? On, that was my first Nixon impersonation, <laughs> and I fucking nailed it. Okay. So you, he did. That was hot. So you, oh, Jesus, a Nixon impersonation Chick- is hot? Chick- Never. Chick- wow. Chicks
2: love Nixon, man. Chicks love
0: Nixon. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that tricky dick. hey <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no i don't know oh god you're, so you guys, we're,
0: we're we move you
2: guys, on <laughs> you're gonna listen my period just started that's how, <laughs> that's how much you're affecting me right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's terrible but okay so dope is meth what, in colorado continue
2: colorado and and what i want to do more importantly is just it just jumped to right now because this is, this is where I was headed to. Mm -hmm. And realistically it's taken me eight years to understand what recovery is. So when I got here on Halloween, 2017, um, I went to so many rehabs. I got kicked out of so many rehabs. Um, I didn't know, ever know, understand why I got kicked out of rehab.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I just thought if people were unfair or, or racist or sexist or whatever, you know, turns out looking back, I was a, fucking asshole. Like mm. I walked into rehab thinking like I'm gonna rock this shit up. It's gonna be the best short show ever. This is gonna be like a like a fucking Kelly Clarkson tour. Like I'm gonna rock all the rehabs everywhere and I'm gonna nail it. And mm. and after I went to my last rehab, I graduated from that rehab and I was like great, you know, like my parents, my grandparents are happy, you know like I really did it. I completed it, it's done. It's great. And what I realized now um, from four years ago, I I didn't really understand rehab, and I don't un, I don't think a lot of people understand that there is an art to rehab. There's oh, a self awareness that. that you need to have. Mm. There's a self awareness that you need to have to be in rehab. Like I didn't I went to rehab because I thought I needed it, and because I thought my parents thought that I needed it, and I treated rehab like it was college. Like, I would show up with all my paperwork and my pencils and my, my whatever they wanted me to bring. Mm-hmm. I would do my homework. I would do my chores. And then I would go right back to my room and be an asshole and be selfish and godless and thoughtless and, and close-minded. And I have no idea that I was supposed to implement these tools in my daily life and change. Mm-hmm. They told me I had to change everything. Yeah. But I, didn't, I guess I didn't connect those things. I, I just thought that I just had to do the homework and show up for groups, And then I could just do me. So after I left rehab, I went back to my grandparents' house and I did me, Mm. you know? And what I guess I'm trying to say is what I didn't have was emotional sobriety. So technically I was still dry Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and I didn't even know it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And I tried to stay clean, you know, for a while. Um, I relapsed, like I said, I, I got clean in twenty eighteen and then I recently relapsed six months ago and I and I I did that because I a friend of mine
3: mm-hmm. did it.
2: She relapsed. I met her in Narcotics Anonymous. Everyone that I've ever used with I've met in Narcotics Anonymous. Mm. Um, I re- she relapsed and then I was like, Damn, dude, I'm on step six right now. I got time to relapse. I, just, I think I could do a relapse really quick. You know what I mean? And so it's like, so, so she relapsed on meth. Some guy that she's in love with got out of prison and he, he sells meth and she got back on that. Tale and then, as old as um, time. I, you know what? Right. So they're, they're in love, you know, they're in love. And I thought, okay, I used that one day and I woke up the next day and I was like, dude, I just used last night and I still have a place to live. I still have a job. Uh, my limbs are intact. I didn't get stabbed in the neck. Like, I was like, dude, I can do this. I can smoke meth occasionally and still go to work with my great job, you know, and be okay and live off the land of my parents. You know, it's going to be all right. I guess I didn't remember, and most addicts and alcoholics don't, It's that, yeah, nothing's going to happen the next day, but those days are going to add up. You're going to rock those days up and shit gets fucking worse.
0: Oh, yeah. Every time.
2: I mean, and I don't want to tell you. I don't want to go into detail how bad it got, but I'm just going to throw in, you know, there was a stolen rental car that happened. A a dealer took $2,000 out of my account. COVID hit, you know, like my parents finally realized that I was doing dope again. And um, I was trying to, they, they hired a sponsor for me, a family friend, and I was trying to do dope and work the steps at the same time. Wow. You know, like...
0: I bet you were doing I, it pretty goddamn you know, fast.
2: I'm, right? And you know the <laughs> scary part about meth is, is that meth Meth is the only drug that's ever made me feel like I was managing just fine. Like heroin, fentanyl, cocaine, pills. Like I saw shit falling apart really bad, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is shitty. But meth tells you, dude, this is manageable. We're doing pretty good for where we're at. Huh. Did you ever do meth, Eric? It is um
1: only by accident but uh yeah we also live in baltimore you know yeah
0: we're yeah we're in so
1: like where the fuck am i gonna go to get I've some meth i've never even
0: seen meth
1: like in real life it's no. easy <laughs> it's easy to go to like you know and get crack or to get dope but to get yeah like meth, yeah. i don't even know where the fuck like yeah i guess yeah. instead of going into the city i would go west
0: yeah we go to west virginia yeah they hand, they hand yeah. it out yeah. when Frank, you cross the, uh, the state line it's very very true i'm sorry west virginia that was rude i'm sorry yeah that well nah. I
2: don't, i'm fine I, you know, with crack, it, you know? crack is a different beast oh yeah crack crack makes me whisper crack makes me whisper for some reason after i smoke it i don't know why
1: well it's because all the it's it's how hot it is you know you're like <gasps> like you you like i don't know man <laughs> like have you ever smoked crack
0: i've never smoked crack so i smoke uh, lots of coke crack is i was fancy i'm an (laughs) aristocrat i was smoking cocaine
1: there's nothing that makes me feel dirtier than taking a hit of crack i'm sure really there's nothing that makes and i know some people like glamorize it but like i don't know when i'm like resin up a stem i'm not thinking like oh man i feel like really glamorous right now you know like let me break out like the uh cognac and like some fucking like i don't know yeah. nat sherman cigarettes and we're gonna smoke here and rez out this you know broken crack pipe
2: and your and your smoker's jacket don't forget your smoking robe
1: yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah that has burn holes in it don't forget about that
0: Fuck no i was
2: smoking oh, yeah. coke out of Look a definitely. light
0: bulb in my underwear it was good stuff good time oh my god good
2: time why did i get excited that's odd okay <laughs>
0: oh Oh my god a light bulb i I have those i have those in my house right now
2: every time i turn
0: on the lights it fucking triggers me okay so anyway where were we um we're at we're at uh just getting to covid covid times. yes covid COVID. dealer stole two thousand dollars there was a stolen uh rental rental car car.
2: Yep, it was embarrassing my my parents found out. I told my sponsor that I was using. And what kind of I, rental I, car know, was it? It's a. It was a. It was a 2019 Nissan Altima. Oh, mm,
0: okay, that's fairly respectable. You
2: know, the girl who relapsed, who I relapsed with, she, I got her a rental car for 46 bucks. She wound up spinning out on that, and she stole the car from me. And they charged me a hundred dollars for every day that car wasn't returned. I eventually had to hire a private investigator to relocate the car and to render the car back to the rental company. And that cost me a thousand dollars as well, as well as the towing company that cost me. And as far as the damages in the car, she had a lot of things, random, random things like, you know, fax machines and hammers and cereal. Um, God, I love the way the, the mind of a meth head works.
1: That's great. That makes sense to them.
0: That makes complete like, sense. Something was <laughs> happening but there. But what
1: does that mean? The, like this was... fax machine, a hammer and some cereal
0: i got plants, right, hey man? You know, you flatten some Fruit Loops and set them it, for a fax machine. You have no idea what's <laughs> what you're capable of,
2: dude. It was embarrassing. It was, it, but you know what was worse? The worst part about this story is it's like um, all these people, all these all these people that I've hung out with and used with. You know, my number one character defect is I expect unhealthy people to make healthy choices. I gravitate towards hanging out with homeless people and addicts because then I don't have to feel like um, I have to accomplish anything. I don't have to feel like I have to be someone or or strive for anything. Um, I don't have to be a strong black woman. I don't have to be a role model. I don't have to be anything except, I. all I have to do is accept the fact that I am a junkie and my only job is to get drugs. That is when I practice acceptance the most. Because mm-hmm. I'm okay with giving up in my addiction. Mm. And I'm okay with giving up because my entire life, I've always been that kid who everyone said had potential. Oh, always. Yeah. And, but the, the whole time, man, the whole time, I've always felt like an imposter. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I've always felt like the underdog. Yep. Um, I've never really, I never really, uh, I never really saw myself be famous. Yeah, you know, I wanted to be an actor because I wanted to be famous. I, I was good at acting, but I didn't like the I didn't like the work, and I didn't like I didn't like the politics or the industry. I just wanted to be fucking famous because I just wanted to be liked, and more importantly, I just needed honestly to be liked by one person, and that was my mom. Oof. Yeah. All these people that I told you about, all these people that I told you about, um, I don't I don't have friends. You know, I I had hostages. Oof just really wanted you to care and the weird part is is that these people couldn't care because these people are broken as fuck. When did I think that this was going to work out?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, <sighs> that's my biggest character defect. I'm uh, really insecure about myself and so I just hang out with people that are at the bottom mm-hmm. so we can all be at the bottom together and somehow create this bond. That's not really real yeah pretty fucking lonely man and uh my head my head is my head is it's where i've always lived you know and so um when i'm using i can just i can just be okay with everything and everyone and nothing hurts because it's it's, people say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting Uh, different results i don't i hate that thing uh, first of all, I think insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. it knowing you're going to get the same fucking result and doing it anyway. Yeah. That's what I think.
0: Yeah. And just being that's, completely, that's completely okay with the same shit.
2: Same shit. It's like it's normal because it feels familiar.
0: Yeah. You, you put two and two together. Like you see the fucking equation. It's like me plus this equals a fucked up outcome. Guess what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. Yeah, you right. like it, it wasn't a fucking mystery to us. And like right. that that's the thing that like normal right. like the the muggles don't understand. And right. it, it, it's like, "Oh, you guys are having a good time." And it's like, "No, this it, it stopped being fun a long fucking time ago." A
2: long time ago. A long time ago, man.
0: Like you don't even fucking get it. It's like, "Oh, you guys no, are just getting high no. and living on cloud 9 <laughs> and doing your own Fancy dancy things in your high world, and you have a choice. And it's like, dude, no, like I I didn't have a choice until I got clean, right? And then I had a fucking choice. All right. right. So the, so the last six months of recovery. So you finally get get clean in COVID.
2: Oh yeah, I finally I finally go in I finally go into rehab, right? And uh, I go to detox, and there's a shit ton of meth at the bottom of my purse. That, that I know they're not going to check. They take my torch gun. They take my PISOs. Um, but they did not run their hands to the bottom of my purse, which I knew they wouldn't. So I pretty much used all throughout my detox, And then they transferred me to another rehab because they needed, they needed to fill beds somewhere else. And then I, I went there, and they're like, okay, we're going to test you. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't even fucking think about that. Like, they're going to fucking kick me out of here. And then where am I going to go? My parents are going to find out that I got fucking... Kicked out of detox and out of rehab before I even got clean, like, this is bad, you know? like
0: that's pretty epic.
2: But you know what, honestly, they they cut me. they cut me, and I was like, "Wow, dude. and and, and the day they cut me, they told me it was 420, and I called my parents and said, "Hey, my clean date's 420, 2020, and they're like, "Wow, that's your nana's birthday." and Ooh. And that hit me That hit me really hard because uh, my nana was fucking awesome. I never got to say goodbye to my nana. On her deathbed because she I knew I figured that she was gonna be out of it on her deathbed and I was trying to get drugs this was in my college days so I was like hey just tell Nana I'll call her back and I never did mm. I never did you know and uh, so that's why I mean more importantly that's why this clean date if I relapsed after this clean date Eric and Dave let me tell you something you're never gonna see me again because if I give, if I surrender my Nana's birthday, the one thing I could fucking do for my Nana, I won't be, I I won't, I won't make it back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I know that. I know that now. I'm I'm not just giving up my clean time. I'm giving up the one memento, you know, the one thing I could pay forward, the one thing I could have to cherish my Nana with. Yep. Um, it, it wouldn't be good, but. Um, to wrap it up, man, I I got clean with my same sponsor who told me to lose her number. She's like, you know, you'll never fucking get it. I got clean. I got emotional sobriety, and the best part about this time being clean is God took me back. And and I've always been very indifferent about God. Like I uh, I, I, I thought, you know, I believe in God. You know, he can he can sit shotgun, but I'm driving this car. Trust and believe, and I like to drive off cliffs. So if he wants to stick <laughs> around, you know. Let's fucking go, man. Look Bonnie and Clyde it, you know? But, Hope you can um, fly, God. I got God <laughs> Right? Right? Give me my Clyde. And uh so I and I and the reason why I know this is different for me because, you know, a long time ago I was dating this guy. He was like a really huge figure in recovery in the recovery community. And he I got mad at him because he didn't want to date you know, mm. fucking Capricorns, you know, they're heartless.
0: <laughs> and, they are uh, <laughs> sons of and, bitches.
2: Uh, they're cold, man. Fucking
0: double they're Capricorn
2: cold, over but, here. Uh, he said he didn't want to date me, and I was like, man, fuck you. He was like, and then he started praying for me on the phone. He said, "He said, God, you know, um, please bless Brittany, and please wrap her in your white light, and please oh. fill the, the hole that only you can fill. Please give please give her the serenity to know that you're the only thing she needs. And I was like, are you serious, Kevin? Are you serious?
1: Say what you got to say, Eric. I like, fuck this
0: guy. Um, that
1: would infuriate me.
0: Oh, God, yeah if it was somebody <laughs> out like i was interested in and they're like no i'm not gonna fucking date you but i will pray with you right now i'd be like get fucked
1: right? off.
0: Yeah, like, fuck off like who the dude. fuck do yeah. you think yeah. you are like you got fucking god on speed <laughs> dial over there fucking johnny right? recovery fuck you dude
1: but what's your spiritual answer to this you know, what are you, what are you oh doing god. spiritually
2: you're really angry dave you're really angry. Like that's like I'm
0: putting myself totally in your shoes, and I'm gonna be like, dude, I'm just I'm gonna go jerk off, like to the thought of you getting in a car accident. you asshole. Fuck you. And oh my god. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. That was that that was bad. That was really I don't know. That Dave. just that just struck a chord with me at the Br- moment. Brady, Brady, like, you, t-
1: you took David up a level a little bit. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, he, I, he's, I, a, yeah. he's a a I got a little now, spicy. Yeah? I, had to, I had
0: to I had to pick up my thinking cigarette, and you know. I'm going to rethink some shit.
2: Oh, fuck. Yeah. Don't catch a resentment, Dave. Don't no. catch a resentment, man. It's over. Against
0: a random dude <laughs> that I don't even know. No, we're good. We're good. We're fine. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Like, yeah, your heart's in the right place. But like, that is just, that's such a level of condescension. That's just like, ugh. Gross. Yep. Okay, so he's praying to God for you. For your mortal but guess soul. guess what? What?
2: It worked? But guess what, you guys? It worked? He was fucking right. Yeah, exactly. He was fucking right. He was fucking right. And I, and the only reason why I know this is because today I get up at 5am every day and I meditate and I pray for people and I don't pray for shit that I want. I don't pray for myself Mm -hmm. unless it's to help the next suffering addict within and outside these walls. I pray for children. I pray for my friends that are out there right now. Uh, the girl that I realized she's out there in the streets right now, she's fucking crazy and she thinks she knows magic. Nice. Okay. What kind of she's magic? She's lost everything. I don't know. I
1: don't really fucking know.
0: Does that matter?
1: I don't know. Well, yes. I, how I does know. that matter, Eric? Well, are we talking like Harry Potter? Are we talking about like... <laughs> like Gandalf? Well, no. I mean, well, let's not get into the fantasy magics here. But are we talking like David Copperfield or Harry Potter?
2: I does, think it's mind control. I think it's mind control. So, all right.
1: So, oh. that's, that's uh, David that's Blaine? That's kind of cerebral yeah, like
2: that. Yeah, so
0: she's like a mentalist. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
2: That's what meth. Meth is very cerebral. So yeah, I think it, I think sure. that's what's happening right now. But it's like it's like today. It's like um, I I understand that now that I can talk to God whenever I want to. And 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 there's a lot of anger that I still have that I'm working on. I get I get very angry sometimes because um, I, I feel like people are very condescending. And I also live in a shelter where there are a lot of broken women here mm-hmm. who are trying to change, but they're in between change. So their character defects, their symptoms I have to put up with. And at the same time, I have to remember well, they're fucking broken and kindness scares these people. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning is that nobody, not everybody, unfortunately, my parents told me growing up that I was fucking great. And then I got into this world and I realized that not everybody fucking liked me. And and I go through these phases where I'm like, fuck, you know, like, why why am I even doing this? Fuck this. It doesn't pay to be nice. Nice guys finish last. And then I'm like, there are people living on the street that got fucking nothing and no family, no support. You're mad because nobody likes you. And then I'm just like fucking sad and guilty because I, I can't even believe that I cried over something so shallow. So it's like this is the cycle that I'm going through right now in my life. And I'm trying to keep working on um, just acceptance and knowing that everything that's happening right now is the way that God wants it to be. And if I reject that, then I'm saying that God's making mistakes. Hmm. And, I, and a lot of people think I'm fucking weird. For, for having um, Christ in my life. A lot of people think I'm a goody two-shoes. Um, a lot of people hate me for excelling in this program, um, but guess what? Uh, I, I, I always found that I would never be a rat, and and not by not being a rat, got me kicked out of rehab, got me fired from jobs. You know what I mean? Guess what? Uh, today I'm going to do uh, the most popular thing for me right now is to do the right thing, and the right thing isn't always sexy or cool or fun, mm-hmm. but i can't be somebody i'm not anymore yeah i won't yeah i won't and that's and that's pretty much where i'm at you guys like i'm just i'm on step uh i'm on step 11 and uh Fantastic. i'm doing zoom meetings and i'm doing my daily meditations and i quit smoking july 25th that's Woo! crazy yeah don't look at me eric. I, put cigarettes down.
3: I
0: already knew
2: eric was down. fucking
0: looking at me Cigarettes are hard. Cigarettes
1: are one of the harder ones. So it
2: congratulations.
3: Is. It
0: that's is, man. Yeah, so really so thank you. Though. That's fucking awesome. It's
2: fucking hard, man. Yeah. It's fucking hard, dude. I right. think I think cigarettes yeah, so are
1: honestly like
0: They're yeah, the fucking worst thing I ever picked up. I think out of all the or, drugs I've like I've ever done, nicotine's the fucking worst. I think the yeah.
1: hardest, personally, is which hardest, is harder yeah. than cigarettes, is like sugar oh, slash fuck, like Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't think because you don't it. even think about it you don't it. think about it at all but i just ordered like two hundred dollars worth of like different types of drinks and candies and like i was like well wow, you know it's like it's about to be that time of year where i want to just be inside i don't want to go to the grocery store so that's been all year eric well i know but like you know COVID <laughs> oh COVID God. might uptick again you know i'm prepping you know like
0: Jesus. But I also okay. just
1: wanted some drinks. But I think sugar is pretty hard too. Sugar is oh, sugar's sugars. really hard, dude. Or just yeah. even if you take sugar's it to like hard. processed or like added sugar, if you just like stuck with like fruits and like natural sugars, it's still just like. It's still tough because it's, it's still sugar. Hard. sugar. Sugar, sugar, man. Sugar
0: yeah They're like oh eating an apple i'm healthy that's your 13th apple ashley calm down well
1: that oh that's god. that no that that's that's like a fucking a and e you know taboo addiction thing Night. there you yeah know? it's like the guy who
0: ate so many carrots his, or- his skin started turning orange hey you know and then he was voted president no hey sorry oh. just kidding oh my god that was good. That was a good one. All right, moving on to the okay, question portion.
1: There's no leaning, so but that go was on just a question. funny
0: thing to say about carrots. Go on to your question. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with a fun, yeah, I'm so fun. I'm going to start with a fun question. You are both an East Coast and West Coast resident. Which, yeah. which one is yeah. which one is better? And what do you find funny about people from? each coast
2: these are hard-hitting questions and thank this you is, for that uh deep. the east coast the east coast is better and the reason why the east coast Ooh. is better is because you know california the west coast they're like they give a shit about who you know everybody wants to fuck everybody so they can get somewhere else east coast they're like no nah, we want to know what the fuck can you do how much capital can you generate what's your skill <laughs> i love it that's a hundred percent accurate <laughs> yeah
0: that is that is yeah really accurate and are those the? F- yeah, are those the? Yeah, for sure. Are there any like funny quirks you find about the West Coast or the East Coast?
2: Uh the West Coast. Oh man, I you know the men here haven't changed that I used to date since high school. They're still wearing curly and Volcom and fucking affliction shirts with sandals with jeans. Yeah. You know that was like I yes, hate that it. That was like two
1: thousand four, man. man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Dude,
2: the OC. never and and the worst thing. The worst thing about west coast guys is it's like they they're not honest about not being that into you like on the east coast east coast guys are like listen i'm fucking her but i'm fucking you too if you're okay with that then we're good you know what i mean merry fucking christmas that's i fucking hate your guts but merry christmas you know what i'm saying that's true I, God,
0: I, that's an accurate representation that is 100 percent accurate wow you know yeah you're yeah you're completely right
1: but it's the honesty. See, that's the hit. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the hit. That's the It's the, the hit. It's honesty. The honesty. Love brings-
0: East Coast guys. <laughs> yeah. Love
2: East Coast guys. You're thinking for of the real. exact guys, same yeah. person
0: I am, aren't you, Eric? Who? Who, who, who? The honesty about just fucking around.
1: Oh, I was just thinking about like, yeah. you know, when I was in that stage of my life and I was like, look, I'm not really looking for a relationship, but like, we, can we can just, oh. I just want to have sex.
0: Are you yeah. good
1: with that? Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I feel so skeeved out when I think of that that period of my life, though. (laughs) I'm like, that's disgusting.
1: Yeah, it was when I was 27. It was. uh,
0: I was. was I like. Ugh. Things got weird.
1: But let's move on to the next question. So. Well, there's um, a funny
2: thing though. There's a funny thing though. West Coast girls. West Coast girls. They're like last thing though. But. It's funny here because West Coast girls. If a guy says, (laughs) "Hey, you know, I want to use a condom," the chicks are offended as fuck. They're like. Are you fucking kidding me? What? What do you what? think I have something? What? Are you serious? Uh. No. Well.
1: <laughs> isn't that fucking weird? Condoms are also for preventing pregnancy. Yeah. So.
0: There's so there's many there's aspects. There's multiple. Aspects of this to this. Like, I, did, I did not want a using baby at all. Yeah. Fuck no.
2: Dude. But that, yo, I've been pulling out for years. The pull out is, is a thousand percent.
0: Yeah, but the, the hey man, spraying worth. and praying is, that, that's a tough thing to do. It, it is, you know, yeah. It's, it's Especially when you're fucked up, like you. Sometimes you don't know. I mean, a lot of times nothing's gonna happen. Period. Like there, it, there's a nothing. chance, but there is a chance. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So that's
1: weird. You guys,
2: you guys like having sex when you're fucked up? Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm saying I, oh. I, don't like, I don't like to mix the two. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Wait, you don't I'll like mix to the mix two, the two? What? Oh,
2: no, I do not mix the two, man. See, Everything I could, is separate.
1: Whoa, see, I could write an entire book about the different drug combinations and having sex while on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like. And yeah, whew. cocaine
0: and sex. Wow, that's amazing.
2: It's Ooh, um, that's a negative. There are that's no. A negative, there both are, there are negative.
0: <laughs> Yes, there's been. By the, by the way, there's been so many movie references in this, like this episode that i'm just supremely happy about. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so let's here we'll we we'll, uh moving
3: on we'll
1: move on we'll move on but um, okay all right all right so you were in the arts and yeah um i mean i i spent a lot of my 20s kind of in the you know like music or trying to do film and photography type like scene um and i know i i just know how it is right like it's hard to kind of separate the art from the drug culture that surrounds the arts. Oh yeah. So, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, how much of that kind of like, do you feel like just fueled your, you know, addiction? And like, if you were to go back into those situations, like what would you change?
0: Oh dude, I have an answer for this too. I'm.
2: Um, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, When I went to college on the West Coast for theater, um, theater kids are way different than film kids. So theater kids engage in a lot of wine drinking, a lot of fucking, a lot of psychedelics. Like, Mm -hmm. that's everywhere when I was in that environment. When I got to New York and I went to film school, these people, these kids that paid $40,000 to be at this school along along with me, they did not fucking party They went there with intentions, and so I was the one who was missing class because I was doing coke in the East Village and on St. Mark's and just hanging out and not going to class. And I figured, hey, I paid for this shit. Why should I have to go? So for me, um, I started using a lot more also because my parents were in a completely different state. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be at home or tell them when I'm coming home. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I could get drugs anytime I want. Oh, man. I can't say no to that. hmm
3: mm-hmm.
2: My trigger, my trigger, my number one trigger, man, is being alive. Because when I wake up in the morning, there's an opportunity to get up and go get drugs. Because I'm alive. Mm-hmm. That's been the hardest part. That's what's, that's what's fueled everything for a long time. Is just being alive and having the opportunity, having options.
0: Yeah. All right. okay um to the serious question so what what power or perspective have you found from your most recent relapse rephrase that question rephrase the question okay so um hmm so uh, like a a lot of people when they have a relapse like they're filled with a lot of shame guilt regret um but then other people eric included they 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 truly find a a power and a a lesson from their from their last relapse and then coming then coming back so have you found any any sort of like uh something reassuring from your relapse
2: Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a great question. Um, that's a really awesome question. Uh, this, this, this relapse, what I've taken away from this relapse, the biggest thing I've taken away from this relapse is my grandparents, um, are not going to be alive forever. And, um, one day everyone will die and I will be responsible for myself and I've never had to be responsible for myself because I've either been in a relationship or I've been with my grandparents, which are the most um, consistent things that I've made sure I've never been independent. Mm -hmm. Um, So coming into this, this treatment this time I realized, Hey man, if I don't fucking take care of myself and learn how to live life on life's terms, I'm not going to make it. And when I got to California, my parents gave me a really awesome card. Um, They said, here, this is actually a card uh, for your for the coroner's. So when you die, you keep this card in your wallet, and when you die from an overdose or whatever it is you're going to do out there, well, they're not going to call us to identify your body because you're going to have this card, and on this card is a serial number. They're going to run this number, and they're going to know exactly who you are and where you've been and what your name is. Holy shit. And then the, shit. The, burial, the burial will be taken care of, and you will be cremated. And I cried. I said, I don't want this card. He said, it doesn't matter. My grandpa said, it doesn't matter. It's already done. There's nothing I can do for you, but what we're not going to do is watch you do this and wonder if you're ever going to be all right. And that hurt, man. And, and, you know, my grandpa said, I don't know about the last rehab you went to. You thought you got something out of that, but you didn't. I don't know who told you that you you successfully did this program well just because you graduated you didn't and I was crying I said grandpa I did get it I did get it and in the midst of me defending myself that I did get it I realized dude you're smoking meth at your grandparents house and they have no idea but they somehow know that you didn't get it I almost forgot I was smoking meth
0: wow Mm. that was fucking powerful holy shit what do you got, Eric? All right, so you, top huh? that, top that one, buddy. Uh,
1: is this is this a competition or
0: do you, dude? Eat, you know it always is. Oh my god, David! It, it's a totally one-sided competition because Eric doesn't give a fuck. But I'm like, yeah, beat that question, bitch. Oh
1: my god. I, see, I, I don't
0: really need the ego boost. Mic drop!
1: So. Uh, I'll let you have it. I know you need the win. I think we so, all uh, I think we all need the win
0: right so, now. Uh, let's, he needs it.
1: So let's So let's um Ouch. All right, let's let's do this quest- This is like my favorite question. So Ooh. um Ooh, do you've, it. you've had a few uh you know, you've, you've you've had a few different stints in recovery and yeah. Yeah, recovery, but that's okay. I mean, recovery changes. Yep. And from where you were a few years ago to where you are now, you know, whatever that means, recovery is different now. So, like, what does your recovery mean to you at this point in your life?
2: Mm.
0: Okay, you did beat me. Man, oh,
2: that's a good one, though. That's a really good one. Um, Recovery, to me, now, um, man, it's a chance. It's just a chance. For me to be restored and to finally accept who I am and who I've been. And recovery is an opportunity for me to heal because the one thing that hurts and that's hurt for a while, for years now, is the fact that my mom never came back for me. Mm -hmm. She left me. And when she did come around, she was a dick because half the time she was sick. And she said things that she doesn't remember. And the worst part is it's like I confronted her a month ago because she always acts like we're best friends and we're not. I don't even know her like that. Mm
3: -hmm. And I finally
2: confronted her. I said, why did you do this to me? Why did you do this to all your kids? You had us and then you left us. And I said, you left me, mom. And she denied everything. And she said that it was my grandparents' fault. And I called my grandparents and I said, why would she say those things? And they said, you know, we never wanted to tell you. Your mom is schizo effective. You're never going to get the answers. Oh, wow. She's never going to take accountability. She's never going to take accountability for what you know is true. She's never going to tell the truth because she can't. Yeah. So recovery, recovery for me is as corny as it sounds is I get to now look at that inner child that I don't recognize and just know that I don't got to fight anymore to feel safe. I don't got to put in anymore to feel safe. I get to, I get to reach out to a community of people and, uh, know that there is assurance in that, you know, because to me, safety is a state of mind, man. That's all I fucking need. Everything's okay. And if it's not, it's going to be
3: okay though, you know. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um hmm. mm, 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 mm. Which question am I going to go with? All right. Um hmm. All right, I am going to do a, a round table question. All right. For for all three Ooh. of us. So, it's Ooh. it's a, a a favorite quote or passage that you have that Is outside of recovery, but you you can apply it. Maybe not necessarily strictly to your recovery, but in your everyday life to just like re re recenter yourself and 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 like move on. Just like just some quote or some small passage from like wherever, not not out of an NA text that 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 helps you in your day-to-day life and or recovery?
2: That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have, I have two. Okay. I have two, and I want you guys to know this because it's this fucking important, all yep. right? My favorite college teacher told me, he says, this is about the industry and about life. He says, you know what? Don't listen to what people tell you because in all actuality, nobody knows nothing for sure nobody knows nothing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Find out for your fucking self because nobody knows nothing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I I believe that. I didn't understand what that meant before. Yeah. But it's like so many people steer you in the wrong directions and think they know what's up and really nobody oh, yeah. fucking knows what's up yep. until it's up. Mm-hmm. You know? And the second quote that I'll say defines my whole um, my whole back, uh my entire life is I was I don't know if you guys do you guys, do you guys have kids by, any, by the chance you guys have any kids
0: we do not you don't nope not yet
2: okay good okay good I don't either that's fine millennials for you um fucking right we were in rehab and we were watching uh this <laughs> and the frog you know it's that Disney movie yeah that, yeah you know, fuck that, yeah we are huge black, Disney, fans. Black Disney movie the only black Disney movie yeah, yeah Tiana man. yeah and there's there's this bad guy in that movie. The he's fucking a, Shadow Man? Which Doctor Man? Yeah. yeah. Yeah! Hell yeah! He's a Shadow Man. He's a Shadow Man. He says the best line in Disney history, okay? Oh, he turns to that's... someone, I don't know who the fuck he's talking to, but he says, he turns to someone and he says, you got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. Oh, shit. And I thought that was fucking dope. I thought that was fucking dope. I tweeted it, bro. I'm Instantly. I was like, fuck yeah.
0: That is a deep-ass line.
2: I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted, but I lost what I had.
0: Oof. Oof. Way to hit it, Shadow Man. Good stuff. Disney for the win. Oh Yeah. Disney for, sure. for the win. What you got, Eric? What is your outside quote? Could be a song lyric.
1: Well, I, I don't have one on recovery, <laughs> but I do have a great quote from a video game article that someone sent me yesterday. Okay. Um, which is just comical. Uh, and I want to start using it in my daily life more often. Okay. Um, ooh, Halo tonight, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, so, bringing Dubai to Atlantic City on a budget.
0: What the fuck does that mm. mean? Mm. <laughs> Dude, that is nonsensical does that as fucking shit. What man? Mm. That is garbage. What does that mean, man? Give me another one. That's garbage. <laughs> that is garbage. What do you mean? That's oh garbage. God. I'm bringing Dubai to Atlantic City on a budget. Wow. That means nothing. Wow. Mm. That is that is gibberish. Give give me something else. That's all wow. you got. That's all you got. That's all I have you don't have a have. single like poignant song lyric. Nothing. Not like all you you don't not all you need is love. Nothing. Anything.
1: I mean, unless no. you unless you have it, like you know. I mean, there's nothing I can say that's going to inspire someone um are you looking for inspiration in your own personal life or you know no i just want to
0: hear what inspires you You yeah have you like never heard or read anything it's like oh that that really sticks with me
1: there's nothing when you (coughs) he's just he's just (laughs)
0: looking up no there's nothing
1: when you ask (laughs) me the question where i'm just like oh wow let me reflect on this you know this great this great dylan lyric or you know maybe like something from lennon um I don't know, man. I take a lot of different things from a lot of different people, and I don't put anyone on a hierarchical, you know, plat
0: like uh, summit. All right, You've, that was fucking useless. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, mine. Um, the one I like. I I I love quotes, and they like. There's there's so many of them. Um, I'm gonna give you two as well. One, which is technically a Disney now. Hmm. From the MCU. Okay, oh, right.
2: nightmare! Nightmare!
0: No, 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 no. Uh, this oh, okay, is th- th- this was from uh, Doctor Strange. You know you oh, okay. you've, heard, you've heard the quote, Eric. Probably. And, and I, I love this quote. Uh, it's fantastic, and it's ne- what she says. The the um, fuck, I forgot her name. Um, Tilda Swinton. The ancient one. Yeah, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. She says, "We never lose our demons. We just learn to live above them." And like when I heard that, oh. I, was, I was just like, oh, that's, it's so
2: true. Wow.
0: Yeah, because it's true. It's wow. 100% true. You never, you never lose them. Like they're there. Like, but you lo- you were learning to live above them. And that's, that's fucking fantastic. Wow. So when I heard that, I, that stuck with me. And probably my favorite of all time is still Walt Whitman. And he said, um. Nice. I'm, nice. I'm as bad as the worst, but thank God I'm as good as the best. <laughs> and i wow yeah i have just always loved that quote it just puts me right back on the same like playing field and mindset as everybody else i'm like i am no better than or worse than anybody on this planet and like we're all the same and and like even though I like, I have that capability to be as bad as the worst. I have the, I have the capability to be as good as the best. And it's, and it's up to me to really make that decision on like which way I'm going to go. And, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's where I'm at.
2: Wow. Um, can I, can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely. You guys are yeah. so fucking Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. All right. One at a time though. Uh, what's your favorite drug movie?
3: Oh,
0: Oh,
2: what's your favorite,
0: favorite drug movie? I, I
1: can answer mine. Spun. Spun. Really? Spun.
2: Oh my God. Are you serious?
0: Yeah. Spun. It's definitely
1: Spun. I'm
2: like, Britney Brittany Murphy recipe. You know, Billy Corgan did the score for that film.
0: Yes. He actually does a, 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 yeah. a, a, um, acoustic version of, uh, fuck. An Iron Maiden song right in the opening credits of that. Yeah. It's um yeah yeah no, number of the beast. He does an acoustic version of wow. number of the beast in the credits, and it's just it's so good. They're
1: all good though. Like Train Spottings, fucking Train Spottings, fucking like great. Requ- Spotting. Requ- Requiem is like amazing. Requiem is very
0: good.
2: You guys seen Candy? You guys seen Candy with Heath Ledger?
0: I've not.
2: No, I don't think oh, so. Yeah, Candy, not. check it out. Um, it's, yeah, check it out.
0: Ooh, best drug. Jeffrey movie. Rush is in it. Best drug movie. That's fucking tough, man.
2: Best drug movie, I, man.
0: I, I I think I have to go. Fear and Loathing.
2: Oh wow! Yeah.
0: Fear and Loathing is is in, incredibly hardcore. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a second one in there that I saw in okay. Re- Recovery. And it it is okay. very profoundly moving because I think it does a great job of showing sort of the the insanity of addiction, particularly alcoholism. Um, but it's uh, Flight with Denzel Washington. That fucking movie! Oh, the
2: one where he's a pilot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So good. That was a good one. Like the the the. the that w- was really good. Yeah. The the way his addiction manifests his alcoholism manifests and everything and how he, it's, it's, it's very subtle. And like, I think if you're in the recovery community, you pick up on those subtleties. I don't think a lot of people did, but like, like his rationalization and, and justification for like, well, he was like, yeah, so I was drunk flying, but look, I just saved a whole plane full of people. So it's totally fine. And it's, and then it's just, it just spirals downhill from there. And, uh, yeah.
2: You know you know what part in that film was like fucking like took my breath away hmm. when he is wrestling with himself in the mini fridge. Yes. Yep. And he finally takes that fucking bottle and closes it and you're like, oh fuck. Yep. That was a that was a good that was a good shot, I yeah. believe.
0: Yeah. So yeah, flight flight is very good. There that, that was I mean good. There's, there's a lot of them. There's there's quite a bit. Um, ooh, and I think one, good. one of the low key ones, which it, it becomes a drug movie, but it's yeah. not considered a drug movie.
1: If you say Enter the Void, I will like
0: be like, get the fuck out of here! No, oh it's no. Not I was gonna it's say I was gonna say Goodfellas. I don't count that as a drug movie no it's oh. not a drug movie at all okay. absolutely not but his like dissension with cocaine is very palatable yeah. it's like what, like how he just like keeps staring at the helicopter and like looking out the blinds and all that shit. I'm like oh yeah yeah that's that, and he's just trying. I'm gonna
2: be honest with you the most relatable the most relatable character that I think could possibly describe or encompass my addiction um I think uh
3: Sharon. stuff you know oh wow oof yeah
2: that, that's what my addiction looked like yeah definitely
0: oof that's a tough one fuck and I yeah. I had just thought of another one but I forgot it hold on give me give me give me one second give me one second um kids uh the no doors? kids um no
2: party monster
0: hmm it's it, like it popped in there and then it ran away. Sorry, too bad. Oh well. All right. Well, it looks like we are out of times, but we would love Please. to thank our amazing guest Brittany for joining us. Woo!
2: Yeah! Did a great. You guys do that to all the black girls. You guys do that for all the black girls.
0: I I mean, no, not really. <laughs> we do it for everybody, so it's not just like the black okay, girls. True, yeah. yeah, it's it's not. You're a, right. It's not a sexual or sexist or racial we, thing. We
1: like to make sure that I'm everyone. Sorry, that was wrong. We I'm like sorry. to make sure that everyone knows we have a uh, a real laugh track here, or not laugh track, a real. I want games. a real clap track. <laughs> clap track, <laughs> but we don't have one. We, I told but, you I'm not gonna make. I, I like our our yes. you know.
3: <laughs> I like
1: I yeah, like this yeah. like folly that we're creating in studio <laughs> in real time. That's true. That's true. Or fully, fully. No, but
0: like genuinely, like without the, the, the clap and the clap track for everybody, you, you did a fantastic job. And um, I think Eric would agree. We, we want to continue your recovery journey and we're going to we're going to have you back on. That'd be dope. Uh, for sure. For sure. We're definitely going to have you back on, especially when you get closer to your year. Uh, we we want to hear, okay. hear more of the uh, exciting saga of uh, Brittany.
2: Sweet, Sweet man. Thank you, guys.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, here at Podcast Recovery, we are aiming to expand the scope of support for recovering addicts. Accessibility and convenience of helpful services is paramount to combating addiction. We work to bring the message of recovery to every addict, wherever and whenever it is needed. We believe that a powerful voice of recovery should be obtainable, practical, and at the touch of a button. Every addict deserves to hear a message of hope, and Podcast Recovery is here to provide it. I'm going to turn it over to Eric to... uh, uh some messages that was the worst fail fail Fail. Fail. Fail epic fucking fail all
1: right so uh here at podcast recovery we need your help to keep the mics on and um you know you can do that by becoming a member of our home group here at podcast recovery through our patreon page or throwing some Money in the digital basket on our PayPal account, which you can find all that information below, as well as every social media account that is at least currently relevant um, that we have accounts on, such as YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, etc. We do not have a TikTok, though I hear it's cool. Um, We're not doing TikTok. <clears throat> uh, I think you'd like TikTok. A lot of dancing, from what I hear. Um, I can get down with that. I think I do I like it's dancing. good, yeah no you don't you're a fucking liar um what so, i love uh, fucking dancing motherfucker yeah back
0: to you david you're such a jerk all right everybody uh <laughs> thanks for joining us for more information about eric Carly, Allie, and myself go to podcastrecovery.com but most importantly everybody out there please stay safe and stay clean